Hey everybody, it's episode three here on a Dis- Agree to Disagree, back to school version. Thanks for tuning into our podcast once again. I'm our host, Scott Graves. We got a full table today, our audio guy, Chris Vester. Hey guys, what's going on? We got Eric Vandevorty. Just just stepped out of an airplane and had to get right here for y'all. So glad to be back from my 17 vacations. And we got Marty Josh Martin. Woo! I'm excited to be here! And and uh, for episode three, we actually have a guest who's going to chime in and out. It's uh, the brewmaster from Taze River, Jason Cook. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Don't forget, the guys, to check us out both on Anchor and Spotify. Our Twitter handle is at Agreed, the number two. And then D-I-S underscore, and then the word agree, agree to disagree. And we will have uh, Twitter polls throughout the week. Check those out as well. Also, uh, thanks to Jason and our sponsors here at Taze River. Don't forget, Mondays are pizza and a pint. Delicious. Uh, again, so here for episode three, Back to School, we are going to go with our four quarters. And our first quarter is going to be kind of our recap. And our first topic in the first quarter is one of the reasons we've got Jason uh, with us tonight is he has been harping on us, guys, to talk about IRL. So we're going to talk about the IRL. And Chris, I'm going to start with you. What does IRL stand for? <laughs> I was expecting that. I was actually expecting that question. IndyCar Racing League or Indy Racing League? Hey, there we go. We'll give, it, we'll give it to you. We'll yeah. give it to you. Okay. Eric, name one driver or one race that the IRL participates in. Federico de Chanchascrow. That's not real. <laughs> was he German? I think he, his parents were German and, and Irish and A little Italian. Bit Italian? I he had three parents. Yeah. I heard Kraut in there. So. <laughs> That's the German part. <laughs> name, name a race for oh, the well, Indy Racing the, League. Uh, there's the Blue Diamond Cup. I think we've all heard of that. Uh, there's, the, <laughs> there's the Triple Crown. I That's think. not... That's not just a drink you order, I think, so that's real. Chris, who won the Indy 500? I even watched it, and I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're on a sportscast. Yeah, I know, right? podcast. I know. All right, Jason, what do you got? <laughs> what, what do you want to answer uh, that? Can't Eric, be worse than Eric Eric just Indy just The Indianapolis 500 is a race that they run. That's Ooh, true. Racing. The, the, biggest, been, the biggest yeah. race. And but I don't, near, I don't live anywhere near. I don't live anywhere close to that. Simon yeah. Pagano won the 500. Pagano. Pagano. I wasn't going to. Pagano gonna... also won the pole, didn't he not? He um, swept May. Yeah. There you and go. Yeah, he won the Grand Prix two weeks prior. So, yeah. so I, I at least yeah. knew that. I remember he won the pole. I'll take, it, well, I, I'll take what I can That's get. That's like saying you know the answer to the test after you get the, <laughs> the answer came back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they at right now? Uh, well, they just uh, raced mid-Ohio. Um, and I believe the Twitter question I posed was, uh, who do you like with four races left in the season to go ahead and pick up the championship for the season? Full, yeah. full disclosure, I can't name first. anybody. <laughs> I was going to go with Rick Mears, but Whoa. he's a four-time Indy 500. I know. That's that why I know who he is. I think I won like $12 at my aunt's lake house on the 500 when I was 13. <laughs> I was going to say five, but I was probably five. Uh, That's how you I bought went, your first house. Don't don't know his first name. I went with Rossi. Alexander Rossi. Alexander I, I Rossi. I like him or I like Joseph Newgarden. Um, Although I today think, probably didn't really help. I think, yeah, Newgarden kind of kind of messed up today. But um, I think it will come down to Newgarden and Rossi. Um you know, I, believe you I, believe I believe it's Rossi. Yeah, you can't. He's California. <laughs> 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 
But hey, doesn't his family own a winery out there I or a vineyard? To that, because <laughs> I, I no, I remember that because uh, a couple Indy 500s ago when they had the wildfires, they were talking about his, uh, somebody's family, their vineyards got burned down, and they were building it Sounds back like up. Pro Farm with the name of Brosi. I'm don't Did I pronounce that correctly. Yeah, their Cabernet is the 2017 <laughs> one's really good. Well, it's, it's really, it's, really uh, good. That does technically mean red. Limited reds, edition. So. That means reds in Italian, so maybe, maybe edition, it's appropriate. 2017. Uh, let's switch over just a little bit uh, because that's all I got on IndyCar. I will, hang on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Cook. Don't don't count out the Iceman, though, and I know that Marty doesn't want to hear that, but Dixon Scott won, Dixon. Scott Dixon won today's race. Is he Australian? He's a uh, New Zealand. He's close, close. close. I'm actually close. taking partial credit yeah. for that. Yeah, he's a New Zealander. Um, with all due respect, with all due respect to the right Kiwis now? out there Pagino's listening. Third right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, look at that. It's Pagano French. Uh, yes, he is. There we go. Yeah, all right, we're getting back around really to it. Nice and what's the other? Who's the other French driver in IndyCar? Oh, if I would have been a little bit more prepared, I would have looked up the bad, the bad guy in Talladega Nights for my answer. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's good. Oh, it's not Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Sebastian Bourdais. Oh, Bourdais. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bourdais. I thought he was from Louisiana. Could have. Yeah. Yeah, so. I can see that. He's a raging Cajun. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, other part of the first quarter, another shorter topic. Uh, ben Murray asked us to talk about golf. Wanted, to, wanted to talk about the PGA. I'm going to jump right in there. I'm going to jump right in there. What is the future for Tiger Woods after not even making the cut, if that's accurate? I think he said he's going to take some time off to relax. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Yeah, but I don't care what he says. What does what he think about this? He just, he, first of all, straight from the Tiger's mouth. He just <laughs> won the. Dangerous. I was going to say, just won. <laughs> he just won the Masters like in April. Yeah. yeah. But well, that was in April. He, then he didn't even make the cut. That's right. A serious so what's going to happen? Deterioration well, performance. Well, well, well he I was mean, terrible before the Masters. Yeah. Won the Masters. Played good for a week, and now he's bad again. So we'll see him in three years. Winning I think, one final major. I think what you can see from Tiger going down the home stretch of his career or whatever is probably going to play fewer tournaments. And he's going to play all the majors, and every once in a while, you're going to catch lightning in a bottle, and he's going to play awesome like he did at the Masters. But, but more often Tiger than not, he's going to suck. To prove. Right? Well, nothing to prove, but he just That's asked, what does he have left? Okay. He didn't say, what does he have yeah. to prove? What does he have left? Probably not a lot. And especially right now, when Brooks Kepka's playing well, when he's putting, he's unbeatable. He won again today in the St. Jude uh, first round of the FedEx Cup. Yeah. So I believe it was the first round of the FedEx Cup, or it's the lead-up to the FedEx Cup. And I think we had a text going throughout the week or a week or two ago, uh, and someone shared a meme or a graphic of, of Tiger in his prime. And, and we're looking back, and it was one of the most dominant periods of golf. The most dominant the period. The most of golf. dominant, thank you. He won 12 majors in a span of a decade, which, which is incredible. Way I mean, more we than Jack watching, Nicklaus ever did. We, we were able to watch some of the best years of, of golf ever. And I think we're spoiled by that. I mean, we expect so much from Tiger because we saw that from him. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know. We talked about it on episode two, the Open Championship, the ability to get up in the morning and already be on TV. That's nice. Eric, <laughs> who won the Open? Well, I just looked it up, so I, I can't. <laughs> he grew up 90 miles. Shane Lowry? 180 miles. Oh, that was 90. Double uh, it. My return question to you all. I promise no math. <laughs> my return question to you all, that when did you know he was going to win? Because it was a dominant Saturday morning when I woke up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Sa- by the time morning. Saturday rolled around, he was lights out. Yeah. Nobody was going to touch him. I mean, Fleetwood gave him a little bit of a run there on Sunday. But, and then he I mean, kind of... Really so, early. I got up I got up Sunday morning right after they teed off. 
and I saw the replay. You got early then. Nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's early on Saturday. Uh, Shane Lowry's tee on one. He hooked it right into a bunker. It looked like us out there playing. Just a shank. That good, the, huh? the difference was he didn't get to take a second shot off the first tee. <laughs> <laughs> but he righted the ship, and boom. Yeah. I know we have a lot of golf fans that, that do tune in to, to the podcast here. So, friendly trivia question, because I'm a huge golf fan as well. Because you just looked this question Over up. the last 10 years, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Over the last decade of the Open, which some people call the British Open, I know. How many winners... How many countries have been represented amongst the winners over in the, the last, last ten, 10 years? years? Ten years. Okay. How many different countries? Two, three. Okay. Two, three, five. Five. Jason. That's way too much. Throw out a number. Oh uh, wait, I'm gonna go. I was gonna say ten. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, my 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 guess was stupid. What? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm gonna say four. Okay, that's a fair answer. The answer is six. Okay, so oh, let's guess. Not. Let us guess. I, I United that. States. Check. Ireland. Okay. Does the United Kingdom, does England and Scotland count as one? Great question. I think they count as separate. We're counting them as one. It's one country. I'm not going to get all confusing. South Africa. Yes. Yeah. Australia. Nay. Zimbabwe. Nay. Who are you thinking of? Spain. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Well, this isn't obvious. Rory Sabatini. He didn't win, though. Okay, what do you got? Stenson. Sweden. Sweden. My pick this Sweden. year. Yeah, Molinari. Oh, Italy. Dang it. And here was what I think you mentioned the UK. We're going to, I guess, be friendly and give that to you for Northern Ireland. It's so part of the okay, that no, no, it's not being friendly. It's factual. It's yeah, actually it's being friendly. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't any geography teachers in this room. I think it's being friendly. Well, that, I, you I'm can not. say that. <laughs> you can literally. That, that's factually that. true now. That's facts as well. <laughs> So Northern Ireland slash the UK. There it is. So gotcha. six in the last decade. Loving it. Okay, hey, one Loving last thing. Them. One last thing, guys, for the first quarter, Josh. The Tour de France ended today. Ah, we. Who won? Stop. France. The Chris? world. Egon. Colombia. Colombia. The You're first right. victory ever. The winner takes home the yellow jacket, frames it, and never wears it again. They don't wear an actual, they don't get a jacket like the Masters. No, it's Damn a, it, it's a jersey. <laughs> Wait. Egon Bernal. Very good. Mm. What? You Very took good. Spanish in high school, I can tell. I took French, but it's yeah. all right. Probably Close finished. Could have let me get away. <laughs> Is the Tour de France done by <laughs> countries now? No, but he was the first Colombian. He, he was also the youngest entry into this year's uh, Tour de France. So how wow. long, It's almost like you were prepped for that question. How long until his blood work comes back? Positive. Positive. Oh, oh, long after the autobiography. Okay, good, good, good. Long after, and long after he dumped Cheryl Crow. All right, let's move on to the second quarter, guys. This is kind of like uh, our last quarter on the NBA, probably for at least a couple of episodes until it gets closer to the start of the season. Let's hope October. Let's hope so. And uh, uh, let's let's kind of start with this. This might not even be an NBA answer. Uh, last time we were talking about the, the movements and free agency, right? We've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard now at the Clippers. Josh, you did your best Steve Ballmer impersonation. <laughs> I don't know if it was good, but it was uh, an attempt. Steve Ballmer, guys, if you don't know, he's the owner of the Clippers, a uh, former CEO, what, of Microsoft? And he's known oh, yeah. for yeah. kind of his uh, boisterous screaming. And he went nuts. If you saw the press conference, Kawhi looked nervous. <laughs> 
for a second. It was one of the most awkward it handshakes. Was very awkward. And, and Kawhi's an awkward kind of guy. I mean, very, uh, yeah. kind of small he, words. He's reserved. Yes. Yeah. Kawhi is, yeah. And Balmer would be. Balmer's the exact opposite. The opposite. When was the last time, sports related, you were as excited as Steve Ballmer was at that press conference? Uh, when the Jets signed Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. 2016 in October? I mean, Colts drafted Luck, number one pick. That was a pretty good one. Did you start screaming? I that was kind screaming. of obvious. You can't think of anything screaming. more recent. Maybe oh, more recent. the Maybe the Cubs winning the World Series. Maybe I mean, the, that's, that's what I just said. That's yeah. not. That's not like a. That's what draft. I was, I was thinking. A draft. I just asked, when was the last time you were that excited oh, about I mean, sports? Sports. What about was, it, it definitely had been the Cubs. I mean, I was in. That was still three years crying. ago. What about what about when Purdue beat Tennessee to go to the Elite Eight? That was a. How about that whole run by that Purdue? Run for it, that was Purdue. pretty magical. Scott, what's your answer to this? Because I think I know it. That was a heartbreaking loss too. I was that was Virginia all up and down with Virginia, right? Area. But yeah, uh, well, I was going crazy about the Tennessee win. I think we were texting at the time. Probably the Purdue Ohio, Ohio State, State game. football game. I was at it. We were at it and was going nuts. It was my wife awesome. and I were screaming at the TV. Granted, we were like trying to scream like quietly because we had a little baby at the time, trying not to wake her up. But I believe that's called whisper. Oh, it, it was it, it was it was like me and her jumping up and like being silent. And it, yeah, we it was a fun game. So let's move on. Killed that one. <laughs> Killed it. Knocked it out the park. Uh, so again, we said last NBA here for a little bit. Um, there was some some good some good Twitter banter after episode two about uh, some of our takes on free agency. Player movement, uh, the draft. I think I came out and said that there's a zero chance Zion re-signs with the Pelicans under the current format. Um, and so, like we said, Dave Walker, a couple of other tweets, uh, some good back-and-forth banter. I argue that the draft doesn't matter anymore because when those players become all-stars they're going to force their way where they want to go or even before that before their contracts up you saw what ad did well, correct i, I, I just mean, meant yeah. force their way yeah. right yeah. he had two years left yeah. and pretty much quit yeah paul george did the same thing too he had a year left on his contract wanted out of indy went to oklahoma city forced that trade and then it did again did it with oklahoma city to go to Paul George claims that was mutual. Yeah. Does anyone believe that? No, I don't, I don't believe, believe anything Paul well, George says. Well, even, even the Oklahoma City uh, GM said we weren't expecting that. Wait, here's the best part. Before I, I'll get to my actual have, question again. Guys, I'm going to just refocus, but before I do, when Paul George was with the Pacers, do you remember the rumors that he got a stripper in Florida pregnant? Yeah. And... Uh, were those, those were rumors? Well, they've turned out to they're be true. true. They were true. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> true. Paul true. George, when he was with the Pacers, got a stripper in Florida. Dancer. Dancer. <laughs> pregnant. Provocative. Who was his girlfriend that he cheated on? A little TMZ for you. Doc Rivers' daughter. Nice. Stop. Wow. True. This way. is true. No Stop. Way. This is 100% true. And now that's his... Wow, no. 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 Look it up. It's true. Doc Rivers traded his own son. Well, I know he that. Doesn't give a, he doesn't care about anything <laughs> but trying to win a championship. And this is where I'm jumping in, because I was gone for the redo, episode two, on one of my 17 vacations. 
Belarus is beautiful this time of year. I didn't get to participate in this conversation. I think I have a unique perspective to add here. Yeah. Here's why the draft does matter. Ooh. Scott. And we'll agree to disagree here. The only clue that you need to know in terms of why the draft matters is that more picks out of the first round are not traded. If teams recognize that the draft did not matter, they would just trade all these picks to other teams that thought it did and then reap the rewards of those free agents. But, but okay, that's, so, they, that's so they're not evidence. traded early, but again, they finish out their contract and they become free agents and they don't re-sign. Oh, sure. I, I would love to see what I the percentage is of those top-tier draft picks that actually re-sign with those teams. Yeah, well, that's a different question. Though. It is. That's a it different is. question. That's what, I guess that's the angle I'm taking. Yeah, of sure. course, these yeah. teams think the draft matters. Right? Sure. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay people to scout. My point is that you can't build a championship through the draft anymore. You, you get your role players, but the draft doesn't matter so in those. Okay, different perspective. The here. draft matters for four years, and then it doesn't. Sure, so it gives you well, a window of opportunity. Yeah. First, it gives yeah. you a window of opportunity. Second, it gives you an excitement of, of a fan base. Correct. And then I think three, what it gives you is the to Scott actually to your point, which is build your base and then bring in maybe the free agent, right? So but if you, you don't have the foundation on, there, but at the all, problem, but the problem is only the certain elite, teams can bring in the free elite, agents. Yeah, the, we, every, yeah everybody everybody else is essentially uh, just like a minor league team to get these guys ready to go to LA or to Golden State or to somewhere on the East Coast or somewhere south. And we've got to have that conversation more in depth on a future podcast. Well, we talked about it last time. Because right, yeah, yeah, right. One, I, I know you, one of the things I brought up, the Bulls being an interior cold weather team yeah. can't even get a free agent anymore. Yeah. But they're still one of the bigger or largest cities in the country. Third biggest country yeah. in the third biggest city in the country. Yeah. So last few winners of the finals being Golden State, what, three times out of the last four years, three, five, years, five now. years now? Yeah. Raptors, Cavs. Right. Yeah. So in every case, except perhaps one, technically a major all, free agent was brought in. Technically, agents. the Cavs drafted LeBron. No. 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 <laughs> and Kyrie. No, no. That was a free agent signing. But, <laughs> yeah, but if you go back more than five years, if you go back more than five years, the player movement and forcing, forcing their way out has exploded. So like, if you want to go back to the first Warriors championship, or you want to go back to the Spurs. Well, now, I mean, I know that's not that long ago, sure. but the the players forcing their hand... It's almost like a contract doesn't matter has explo- anymore. I mean, yeah. sure. The last three years have been unbelievable as opposed to stuff before. I think, <clears throat> just to add to I think what Eric was saying earlier, couldn't you argue, though, that Golden State was nowhere on the radar before their draft, that's before a they had great successful point. drafts, yeah. and because of the successful draft, they were able to lure top free agents in. Yeah. So you could still say that because they were able to build that team during the draft, they were able to, able to enhance it with star players because of those those draft classes. That's a great sure. point. And he I, doesn't even watch NBA. <laughs> well, and to me, there's a strong direct parallel, Jason, to your comment and the way that our roster is constructed here at the podcast, which is, you know, you had to have a real foundation first, and then we were able to lure in a, a free agent like a Jason Cook. <laughs> Uh, and you know the team's all the better for it. I can't argue with that. No, you're right. But again, that, <laughs> that first that first Warriors championship was six years ago now. And that's well, kind of that was strictly their draft picks. That didn't that happen to that's have the big KD free agent. Right, but now but, I mean I'm saying the last three years has 
exploded in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. And KD, KD didn't force anyone's hand either. He left it was as a legit free agent. agent. No, I know. Well, so we're referencing KD here. What about Anthony Davis? I mean, you know, who forced? Who forced his way out? Well, and then Steve Kerr has the comment. Right, which yeah. is that that's bad for the league. I agree. Steve Kerr, very much an outspoken coach, known for not you know laying his opinions bare and, and not really worrying about the, the blowback and the repercussions. Kind of like as long as the problem is, the average fan is going to watch t- the t- TV, and they're just going to put the same six teams on national TV all of the time. <laughs> so I I agree though, it's bad for twenty four teams in the league. Which includes everybody, but you know those select few. And on the flip side, and this is impossible to prove one way or the other, if Detroit drafted Clay Thompson, he's a California guy. His dad played for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael. If, yes. If Detroit drafted Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, would they have been as willing to stay in Detroit? as opposed to the Bay Area. They're already in one of the sexy locations. Now they, they did draft sure. it, right? But I wanna see I wanna see somebody stay in Indy. You wanna see the Greek freak Giannis stay, stay in Milwaukee. Stay in Milwaukee. I don't wanna see him in a Knicks jersey. Sure. I don't think right? he's staying. Well but here so we have to we'll find out in twenty twenty one. So yeah, LeBron went back stays. to Cleveland to your point, Scott, right? LeBron went back to that Cleveland. That was only to Because it's his hometown. But it's, it's a, because it's his hometown. He had to fulfill the prophecy. He did it, Thank he did. You. He's the chosen one. The banner was beautiful. <laughs> uh, Jordan stays with the Bulls for the vast majority you can't, of his career. Now that is, you went back too that's far. A whole, that's a whole that's different era. Different old bargaining. CBA, yeah. Oh that was three CBAs ago, right? you know, all of the max contracts and the salad that was Impossible to compare. right now. I think the players have too much control over the NBA right now. Here's one quick question. Ooh, I'm so trying to say we'll, we'll, hardcore on that. Well, let's let's, let's wrap this up real quick with a quick question. Way. Will the owners lock the players out when the CBA is up? I think so. If the owners want to take back control, they do. Rage Against the Machine style, taking the they're taking the 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 prep the false the falsity the that on. the owners are not in control. There's no taking the power back. They're billionaires. They are. But they they, they don't have the they control. They don't. Have, I mean, if, if, if you look at um, Paul they George do. is the greatest example in this. AD is a great example. Two two superstars, and you can they're both superstars. One argued his way out of two different teams. Here, if I'm the owner, here was I was, here's what I was doing there. Say, all right, you just sit on the side. And that's what they. I mean, they could have AD did. AD set up. Right. They it's, came to a stalemate, and yeah. and AD set with an injury. So, I like Kerr's comment. It's more to Kerr's comment. Seems like it's more about like loyalty than contract law. It's more about like the ethics of being a human being and like honoring your promise, which is insane. <laughs> and on that, which that's insane. And on that note, let's hit up halftime. We'll have to bring up the CBA of the NBA in another episode. Halftime again. Thanks to Jason Cook, our guest, our guest uh, voice today. Also the brewmaster here at Taze River. Don't forget four dollar refills on your growlers on Tuesdays. Pizza and a pint on Monday nights. And uh, we did label this episode as back to school for obvious reasons. It is back to school time. And with that means fall sports are just around the corner. I saw that we are 30 some days away from the start of college football. We've got a couple of podcasts coming up dedicated specifically, easy for me to say, to the NFL. But for the third quarter, guys, let's take a little bit of a closer look at 
NCAA football. Sitting here at this table, we've kind of mentioned our fandom a little bit, and uh, Chris and I are the diehard Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers. Eric, you've got a complicated sports fandom from your schooling yeah. and whatnot. I think we mentioned episode one. Huge Marquette Eagles, Golden Eagles fan. Which is your undergrad. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, undefeated since however many decades, we don't have a team, right? In, so, football. in football. In football, yeah. So, huge Notre Dame fan, born and raised that way, uh, oh, but then yeah. have the, the master's degree from mm -hmm. Purdue. I don't know how I got that or why they let me keep it. but uh, So, obviously, right still a Boilermakers <laughs> fan as well. So you are the you are the unique example of Purdue and Notre Dame fan together. Cook, Marty, you guys are IU. Even when it comes to football, Cook, you don't really pay much attention to college football. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a busy season for Brewers in the fall. That's, so. that's true. <laughs> I am one of the unique IU fans that don't Correct. jump ship and jump on Notre Dame's bandwagon for the football season. We do a reversible jacket guy. I do not have a reversible jacket. I do appreciate you for that. I can I respect too. that. I respect I know you. too many too many reversible yes. people. And if I'm not mistaken, you actually go to the games instead of just I used to have yeah. season tickets at yes. IU, yes. That's respectable right there. Because nobody goes. And show, show <laughs> hey, this, this hey. is supposed to be a preview of NCAA football. Not a no, bash on you. We can do that in March. <laughs> <laughs> better be, hey, better, better be no, early March. Nobody going to go to Purdue games either. <laughs> Just saying. So let's look at the Big Ten, guys. Obviously, yeah. Big Ten football is where we've all grown up. Mm -hmm. uh, Big Ten predictions. Who do you got in the Big Ten championship, Chris, East and West? Just real, Just off the top of your head, go. Uh, east and West, let's go uh, Michigan-Purdue. Boom! Got it. Yes. Wow. Eric, do you, can you know, do you know I, who's By the look on his face, I think he disagrees. It doesn't matter who's in the final. It's the Ohio State's going to win, and the, the rest doesn't even matter. All right. Unfortunately. Okay. Cook, what do you got? Yeah, no, I... No. Pass. <laughs> pass. Uh, I'll go Ohio State-Northwestern. I'll go a repeat. Whoa. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, as much as I want to say Michigan, well, I don't want to say Michigan. I could care less about Michigan. I was going to say Michigan Purdue and agree yeah. with Chris. Okay. Hey, I can't. Why not? Can't. Because <laughs> two reasons. He's not a homer. Two reasons. Well, listen, I don't believe in Jim Harbaugh, wow. Ohio State Purdue, in Indianapolis. Oh, there it is. There <laughs> I love it. If if Purdue makes the Big Ten championship game. Wisconsin's good. I don't think Iowa's any good. Minnesota's not any good. It's Purdue. State? Are they, are they, are they, they, they Ohio State? Chris, Division? Chris, it's East uh, and West. Yeah. Pennsylvania <laughs> is, is East <laughs> of Ohio. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> Penn State's got a good team. Yeah, in they do. preseason. In the East. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Maryland also in the east. <laughs> Shocker there. Nebraska's in the west. Uh, if Purdue makes the Big Ten championship game, mm -hmm. one, I think they'll be ranked because they'll have had one. Well, they eight, oh, eight, sure. eight or nine. Eight, well, seven games might get you in the championship game from the west. Uh, yeah. But if they win eight games, Rondale Moore will come in third in the Heisman Trophy race behind the long-haired guy Trevor Lawrence from Clemson yeah. and Ooh, some random dude from Alabama. I don't think Purdue has to make the... Big Ten championship game for Rondell Moore to finish third in the Heisman. You might be right. Yeah, I mean, for him to win it, he's got to be in the championship or go to the national championship. So I mean, it's if you look so back, hard I mean, it's for so a hard. running back nowadays to get wide a receiver to get a 
Sure. So what, he's sitting. Desmond, well, is he what's considered, it Desmond Howard? What's he listed as? He's, he's, a, he's a wide receiver. Wide receiver. Through oh, and through. Through and through. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. So Blau graduated, correct? Yeah. Left yeah. at least. Yeah. And he's the backup, the backup to Baker Mayfield, yeah. right? He's feeling dangerous too now. It's an interesting year for the Big Ten because <laughs> that's his famous Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yes. That's why I laughed. <laughs> I should just take the laughter when it happens and just not question. Assume, assume <laughs> so, so an interesting year of transition for quarterbacks in the Big Ten, though. you got Trace McSorley, gone, gone from gone. Penn, State. Penn State. Dwayne Haskins, gone. my future dynasty draft, you know, in the Cook ooh, League. Ooh, oh, well, oh, shoot, shoot, sorry. Spoiler alert for another podcast. Sorry, whoops, now I just gave away my whole strategy, wink. And then, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, Blau's gone. I mean, tons of other transitions as well, even like Urban Meyer, you know, from Ohio State. I mean, do those but, things matter? But, but you have a outcome? guy like Adrian Martinez from Nebraska, not saying Nebraska was very good last year, but he had a phenomenal freshman year. And he, he's a, you know, one of those long shot preseason Heisman hopefuls. I think it's... I don't think it's 1995, though. I think it's 2019. So I don't know if Nebraska's Ooh. football team is going to be relevant. That's a hot take. Scott Frost trying to bring it back. This will be Scott Frost's second year. Second year. I think the hopes are high. They're, they've Fair been high. getting recruiting classes that are some of the best ones they've had in the last 10 years, very similar yes. to Purdue. Purdue. So we have to wait and see. Uh, but hey, let's move on, guys. Uh, let's do a, a shortened fourth quarter because it's really going to just kind of be a, a really overview for the fourth on the NFL, which will then lead us into what will eventually be episodes four and five uh, when we do a little bit more concentrated focus on NFL news and predictions. So, like I said, just a, an abbreviated fourth quarter for us today, guys. Keep most, keep most of the hot takes, keep them coming back for episode four, which will be an <laughs> NFL preview all the way. Uh, but the NFL training camps are all opened. Right? right now, all we're getting is like a bunch of rumors, a couple of marquee guys sitting out. Zeke Elliott, not showing up yet. Uh, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints. Turned down being the highest paid receiver in the league. Once more money still. Wow. Yeah, it's, wow. been, it's been kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy start. But uh, this question was brought up, and I thought it was really pretty neat. Every year, the NFL has, what, for the last 20 years, they've had – Five to six teams that didn't make the playoffs make the playoffs or came in last and made the playoffs. And every year, the NFL fires like six coaches. <laughs> and so we'll get into some of the predictions on who's going to finish where, what are some of our sleeper teams for episode four. But I thought this was kind of a fun question to round out kind of uh, episode three for us. The NFL has a handful of new coaches. I'll, I'll kind of fill you guys in. Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury for the Cardinals. Freddie Kitchens for the Browns, Vic Fangio, Fangio. Uh, for the Broncos. Literally all of us. Matt, <laughs> it wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. Fangio is going to get fired before I learn how to pronounce his name. Matt Lafleur for the Packers, Bruce Arians for Tampa Bay, Adam Gase for the Jets, Zach Taylor for the Bengals, Brian Flores for the Dolphins. The question that was posed earlier in the week that I thought would be good for us is which new NFL coach and team will have the best season out of that list and why? Chris, go first. Uh, I'm going to take the obvious pick here with the Browns being with Freddie Kitchen. Uh, they got the best free agency uh, with OBJ. 
Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, how can you not go wrong there? You also picked up uh, another running back in Kareem Hunt. Obviously, he's suspended for the first eight games. Uh, but that tandem with Chubb and, and Hunt later on in the season uh, is, is going to be hard to beat. Uh, they're a little iffy on the defensive side. They beat it up a little bit, lost a few key players. But on the offensive side, and with Baker back there just slinging it, I'm telling you, man, it's do be, you, Browns are going to be fun to watch. Do you already have a Baker Mayfield jersey? I, I, I do not. <laughs> I have him on my fantasy team, but on my dynasty team, and I kind of have a little man crush on Baker. And it's a fantasy that the Browns are going to be that oh! big turnaround team. Oh! That's, All a, right. that's a segue. Right? Here's the reason. Here's the reason. Uh, I'm not going to pick someone like a Matt LaFleur or a Zach Taylor uh, just because Sean McVay breathed on my neck that I now know what I'm doing <laughs> in the NFL. Okay? Yeah, it's getting hot in here. I, oh, well, it's all that breath on the neck, so it's <laughs> Bruce Arians. <laughs> it's not my breath. That's Bruce Arians. <laughs> Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He, he was my second pick because Bruce Arians. Well, it's not your turn, Chris. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Have you no decency? You just got done slurping. Have you no decency? Slurping. Baker. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchens. All right, so I will bet Bruce you, Arians, here's why. I will bet you some crab legs. It's not. <laughs> I don't think you have a cafeteria table tall enough for me. <laughs> so here's the thing. Bruce Arians, experienced NFL coach. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we wish that the Colts had kept him instead I, I, of Pagano. And not at this but there point. was a little bit of a PR It really did, obviously, but you know, reputation as the quote-unquote quarterback whisperer, all right? Here's the thing with the Bucks, though. They've already got a really healthy core. You know, you've got Chris Godwin ready to go. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston going into the final year of his rookie contract. Obviously, the Bucks still have a lot of big question Make marks there. For him. Yeah, they haven't picked up his option, which is very rare for a former number one pick, particularly at the quarterback position. But Arians knows how to work with players. He knows how to work with big personalities. And I know that he likes to be out on boats, so I think he's going to be really happy in Tampa. <laughs> all right, he's going to be happy in Tampa. He's going to get all that seafood up in his face, and they're going to have a great year. Jason, who you got? <laughs> Why don't we, we don't let Marty handle it? Sorry, Marty, what do you got? Jason was drinking a beer. Well, Marty, you're going to go with Gase, of course. Yeah. I would... If you don't go with Gase, you're, I don't, I'm going to question. I'm going to go, go with Gase having the biggest turnaround. Okay. But I'm not going to go with Gase. The, the question was posed the best. Who's got the best season? season? Best season. And I'm going to go with Matt LaFleur and the Packers. <sighs> that was his hot breath. Oh, he's going to tell you why. He's going to tell you why. Josh is right, and he's going to tell you why. Well, first of all, they already have a, an excellent team with one of the, one best, of the best quarterbacks. quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. Danica Patrick. I don't think she ever was the quarterback. Oh, shoot. See, there you go back to your IRL. Oh, shoot. No. Should have said that. He didn't know she was in the IRL. <laughs> She might not. Depending where she was. Hold on. Hold on. No, I, I think the relationship is going to be the biggest key in this with uh, with the quarterback and the head coach. It, there was a little bit of problems with McCarthy last year, and I think that unfolded more than what people want to admit. And even though people are going to say that the NFC North is the most competitive or best conference, division, mm -hmm. sorry, we'll get to that later, I think the Packers will have the best season based on this, because if you go down and you look at the Cardinals, our Kingsbury is tied to Kyler Murray now. And if that fails once, it's going to look bad. They might have the number one pick again. Yeah. And next year's quarterback, Rich. And you can go down the line here. There's a lot of question marks in the team, let alone a turnaround. But yeah. 
So I'm gonna go with Lafleur is my answer. But why? Hold on, Cook, who you got? He's back. So I, I do, I do agree as far as the best season being Lafleur. I think the Packers had more of the pieces in place to kind of make up for just the season they had last year. Um, but this, this might surprise a certain Jets fan here, but I think Gase will show the most improvement of any of the coaches. Um, I agree. I think, I mean, I think that. Uh, They've got their quarterbacks. They've got some of their skills. They're still lacking a wide receiver for the Jets, but their defense will be solid. And the AFC East is just crap, except for the Patriots. They beat up that <laughs> offensive line as <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they signed Osami from Raiders, but that's another topic we'll get into later. I, yeah, agree I, with, I agree with you guys that it's the Packers, and not because of LaFleur, not because of the Sean McVay connections, but for the other things that Josh said. He's got Aaron Rodgers. And, the and, and every year, we just mentioned, a team that didn't make the playoffs just leapfrogs, right? It happened oh, last man. year in the NFC North when the Vikings took a step back, the Packers took a step back, and then the Bears took that. And it was all about the Bears' defense, mm-hmm. right? The Bears, I'm not – my point is, unlike Josh, who said he thought the North was strong, I don't think we know what we're getting from the Bears. They've done it once. And they did it when the Packers were in turmoil, the Lions were the Lions, and the Vikings, for some reason, were bad, right? I think it's LaFleur, not because of the Sean McVay, not even because of him. I think if you put Green Bay Packers next to most of the guys on this list, I'm going to pick that guy because if of Aaron. my name was next to the Green Bay Packers, would you? <laughs> yes, would you pick yes, yes, because I think... They have the most complete package. I get what you're saying. Like, coming the in. Patriots are going to win the East. You look at these other teams on here. Whoa, yeah, whoa. you're jumping on. <laughs> Sorry, Come stop teasing the listeners. Take, Sorry, hot take. And yes. <laughs> Maybe a hot take on that will come through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that one right. But no, I agree. Because of the NFC North and because of Aaron Rodgers. I and just I don't understand why the, all three of you like to be wrong so much. My main questions are the Packers are one. Will Aaron Rodgers' ankle stay healthy? But I'm not even worried about his ankle. I'm worried about his collarbone. Else? But I'm not even worried about his collarbone. I'm worried about his mood. Why how is he are so you? Far? How why are is you? he so grumpy? We're gonna end on this, and then we'll you know wrap up episode three. How are you worried about Aaron Rodgers, but apparently not worried about Jameis? Winston. Because he eats fresh seafood. And <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is up there in the beautiful north of Green Bay eating all that fried mushrooms uh, and all and that I, fried hey, fish. But he, he's had one hell of a career compared to Winston. That I cannot argue with. And so on me. that hot take from Best <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bring Back to School Episode 3 to a close. Uh, Jason Cook, Brewmaster Taste, thanks for stopping by, putting your two cents in. Appreciate it. For our audio guy, Chris Fester, also with the ice cold takes. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Eric Vandervoorde okay. and Marty Josh Martin. I am Scott Graves. Thanks for listening, and we agree to disagree. <laughs>